who know better, Professor Fielding, <laughs> Beatrice Fielding is a virologist, and I'm going to hand all things COVID to you because I don't I'm, have I'm, an I'm hoping I'm hoping you're not handing that question to me because I do not ask you. <laughs> so you know why on earth are they not vaccinating people in the same household at the same time? Is the question. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not laughing because I do understand yeah, your question, yeah. anonymous, but I think I think it's it's not that simple to know that people are from the same household. It's just not that simple. Anyway, let's welcome Professor Beatrice Fielding, Virologist Director of Research and Development at the University of the Western Cape. Prof, thanks for coming. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pamela, and thanks for having me again. Okay, so so are we calling this a third wave? It looks as though we are definitely moving towards a third wave. If you look at the numbers now, there appears to be a, an almost exponential type of, of, of growth. You know that I do not like the term um, wave because mm-hmm. these, these are statistical numbers and calculated numbers and predicted numbers. And we can stop them, change our behavior, because all we want to see is this one becoming two, two becoming four, four becoming eight, et cetera, et cetera. We want to stop that. So it looks as though that the numbers are increasing. And if we are not careful, we will see um, um, a drastic spike in the numbers again, yes. I am hearing that in some uh, areas, particularly, uh, well, I heard specifically in New York, that now if you've had the jab, you're no longer obliged to take um, to, to wear a mask. Your, your take on that? Pamela, you know, I read these things and I want to cry. Yeah. Um, because if you look at the, the scientific data, not, not anecdotal data, you know, we're making this up. Um, yes. the, the general population... Um, being vaccinated, we see about a, a 50% um, of people being protected. Yes, it does minimize deaths and, and hospitalizations. But that means that at least 50% of people, there is no protection, so they'll become infected and spread. Even worse, we now see that people who are vaccinated as well, they can also become infected. But the symptoms are either asymptomatic or they are asymptomatic or very mild symptoms. So the, the virus will still spread. Are we now aiming just to minimize deaths and, and hospitalization? If it is, excellent. I've been saying that. But very dangerous to say um, all of a sudden now people who have been vaccinated, you're fine. You're not posing a risk to anybody. I'll, I'll, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. Let me go quickly to Nwato before I come back to you. Nwato in Polokwane. Good afternoon, Nwato. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling, Nwato. All right, Pamelo. I also had a challenge with this registration. When I was trying to register my father, yes. and the, pro- the problem is that we are not getting confirmation SMS mm. that he is registered, mm. and we are worried that. Uh, oh, I see the, in, the initial, the initial, alone. the initial SMS that says yes, he ha- he has registered. Yes, the initial SMS just does confirm that because when we register on an internet portal. It shows that he is registered. Even when we try to register him again, it gives us a message that he is registered. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the, 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 the fact that we are not receiving that SMS, yeah. we are not sure if he is going to be receiving the SMS once he is being allocated the place and the time for that vaccination. Is your, your chosen site far from where you are, Nwato? Come again? Is your chosen site far from where you are? No, he, is, he didn't choose. He chose a closer, a closer place. But I, I would go there. I would take him there. That's, you know, that's the only advice I would have. No, no. The thing is, 
I, I, I am far. I'm in Polokwane. He's in Vegas. Got you. I, I, I might not be able to take him mm, there. Mm, mm-hmm. It means I have to drive about 150 kilometers away from the place. So, but my, my, my worry is that Yes, I, I if, get what you're saying, because if maybe they're sending it to a wrong number or it's not, you know, whatever the case may be. What I'll do, again, I will also get those that number, that um, that helpline that can assist you, because I, I understand no, I, your question. We, we, we did, yeah, the frustration is that we, we call that a helpline, yes. that helpline number. Yes. They, 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 they Initially, they said to us, no, no, we must wait at least 24 hours. Mm. And then we waited 24 hours. when we Because this happened, we registered him on the, on the 19th. Mm-hmm. And then they said we must wait for 24 hours, maybe the SMS will come. Mm-hmm. It didn't come. We called again today. Mm. They said, no, it should actually, it was supposed to be 48 hours. Then the 48 hours after I left, we, we, we checked with them. They said, no, it must be 48 waking hours. Then now I'm no longer clear, actually, because every time when I call, I speak to a different person. And for me, it's more like they keep on shifting the goalposts. I understand. I'll I'll make it my business to find out, Tungatu. I'll, I'll make it my business to try and understand what's happening there. But thanks very much for okay. your call. Thank you. Thank you. So, Professor Fielding, back to us, um, because I think that's that's a, a separate matter there. You know, one of the things that we had a conversation about last week, and, and we had run out of time, so there wasn't room to challenge this, is is my narrative of people have died. And, and here's the thing, um, exactly to what you've just said now. The number of infections are not in correlation with the number of deaths. So because we are not, as the person had said last week, people are not dying like flies, it doesn't mean people are not infected. Professor Field? And, and that's the, that is the occurrence worldwide, uh, Pamelo. Um, there is consensus amongst the experts that if you look at the reported numbers worldwide, that it is probably way below what the actual numbers are. Mm. And those are simply very often because people are not tested mm. because they are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. You only get tested really when you're ill. Mm. Uh, Pamela, um, you're speaking about the vaccine today as well. And you know what, what I'm very worried about yes. um, is people only taking the one shot of these vaccines. Yes. Remember, Johnson & Johnson was a one shot. Yes. These ones that we're using now are two, two shots. shots. Yeah. And, and we must just keep in mind, there's some very good data now that says um, waiting too long, waiting too short can influence how effective um, mm. you're protected. Mm-hmm. And if you only take that one, your chances of yeah. becoming infected even worse. Yeah, yeah. So we must just make our listeners aware of that fact as well. Okay, let me go to Peter before I come up with a follow-up question. Peter is in Limpopo. Good afternoon, Peter. Uh, good afternoon. Hi. Hi. Uh, I've just turned 60 this year and then January. I'm not in a hurry. I've registered in April. I'm not in a hurry to get uh, to get uh, the vaccine because I understand that there are so many people, 65 upwards. So, but my concern is that no, I hear that you say that on the ground you hear that the people are walking in without registration. And yeah. then at the same time, they, 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 they would they be get they would That be is Peter. my concern. Yeah, so no, no. this this thing, this thing is, is very sensitive because at the end of the day, uh, we are the, the, we, there are going to be legal suits against the, the Minister of Health or the, the President himself. Because uh, right now it seems that as if there is corruption somewhere, somehow. How can a person walk in and get vaccinated? Yeah, but, why, but Peter, why, let's we not, let's who not, are registered, Peter. we don't even get an SMS to tell us that now you might 
you Peter. can go to such and such a place. Peter. So uh, Peter, uh, this on, matter, Peter. you don't need to to go to the toll-free number. You you must call the, the the minister of health himself to account for this thing. You must identify How? the, the centers wherein Peter. the walk-ins have been just Peter. so that uh, that Peter. this can be. <laughs> hey, whoa, Peter! Hear me and hear me and hear me. Slow down. Logic says, if you arrive, right, you have not been able to register at home, okay? And someone assists you to register. And for whatever reason, the queue has dwindled and you can go into the queue and you are there. Why on earth, if you are the manager there, would you want to send that person back if there is room to accommodate that person? Yeah, well, no. Well, so I'm what, just does like, this need a minister to account for an elderly who is here, maybe really has gone from a, a place A to B, which is very far. They have not got internet services. You had to help them. There is space to accommodate that person. You honestly insist that the minister comes and accounts for that? No, even if, it's not, even if it is not the minister, it can be a spokesperson. But why? Spoke. Why must people account for what makes sense? Peter. Yeah, yeah, now that is where the problem lies because uh, uh, when this thing started, they told us that no, the walk-ins are not allowed. Is there no room for discretion, Peter? Hi, man. Peter. In no, no, don't make it uh, sound uh, difficult because uh, no, uh, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. I'm saying there must yeah, be room for don't discretion. Give me time to talk. Naimar, you've been talking, Peter. You you spoke for. Oh, now he drops the phone. Okay, maybe he'll call back. Professor Fielding. Melo. Yeah, okay. Uh, you wanted to just add to, to the vaccine issue. <laughs> I, I think, I think um, the, the point was that uh, Johnson & Johnson was one shot and the others are two. So we must please make sure that people go for their follow-up, their booster shot as well. What, That's what very you, important. What do you make of reports coming in on better technology or maybe more insights coming through on storage of the vaccines? I mean, I got quite excited when I'm hearing that now um, with some of the vaccines, you now are able to keep them at a temperature that is uh, that, that is doable, which means that for people in rural areas, it will be easier for people to access some of these vaccines. And, and that was the difference between some of these vaccines from the start as yes. well, Pamela. Some yeah. of them could be um, refrigerated temperatures, mm-hmm. others minus 70, minus 80, which are very specialized freezers. Yes. But we also need to keep in mind that um, we've mentioned this many times, these vaccines we've been studying for a very short time. Yeah. So now manufacturers are testing other storage conditions. Mm-hmm. Then they have to do the studies to see whether they're still equally effective. Yes. So we will, we will learn more and more, not only about the disease, but also about treatments and the vaccines and how the vaccines work and how they can be stored, etc., etc. Yes. So I'm, I'm looking forward to learning more and more over the next couple of months and, and making things easier, I think, for, for especially developing countries. Professor Fielding, you spoke a little bit about a PhD student last week who was doing some studies on protein and possibly why um, in some some countries there is fewer infections or deaths. I'm not sure what, what, what exactly that was being assessed, but I wonder if we have got some studies going at the moment in relation to what people were using 
to boost their immune systems and things that are specifically, for instance, in the country. People were talking a lot in the beginning about Mflonyane and those kind of things. Has yeah. there been studies there um, so that there, assess how, how we've responded to that? Yes, Emilia. So, so what you're talking about is a PhD student of mine, Devil Skuman, mm-hmm. who spoke about a hormone. Mm-hmm. And this hormone is in very high levels in, in obese people. So it produced by the fat cells. Mm-hmm. So especially when proteins in your diet is very low, this hormone is low and it seems as though you can still be infected, but your chances for severe disease is, is, is much lower. So globally, there are studies that that's looking at similar type things. Why are countries in Africa, another reason could be um, as kids, we get childhood vaccines. Is that somehow protecting us? So there are studies doing that. Mm-hmm. There are some studies um, where traditional medicines mm-hmm. uh, have traditionally been used. Mm. So all of these aspects um, are being looked at, and, and it's very uh, difficult to really scientifically prove these things. So it's really comparing data and um, what we know about a population and infer um, and cross-infer um, causality and and what we're mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. so yes those studies are happening worldwide and i mean obviously this this rollout has been quite quick when can we get some results there for for which one now i mean i'm quite curious about some um, um some uh, indigenous medicines that we're using we we we, we just don't know yeah i know the, the there are many chinese groups who have published work on some traditional Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, um, even during 2003 with SARS and 2012 with MERS, mm-hmm. the Chinese have been saying, with these, use your Western medicines with the following Chinese yes. herbal medicines. Yes. And the, the success rate was very, very good. Mm. But you know, there's always an aversion from the West to use African traditional medicine, Chinese uh, um, mm. traditional medicine, so the uptake always is, is much slower than what we would like. Sure. And, and with your with your PhD students, when when will that be ready? So it, we have now put the the hypothesis out there that maybe we should look at this hormone as well, leptin. Mm-hmm. There's some very good studies. I mean, that clearly shows when you're obese, your risk for death is much higher, mm-hmm. and it is linked to leptin. Nowadays, um, our colleagues worldwide having to go look at the medical charts of patients. And, and in the end, we're hoping that leptin could be one of those body markers, those hormones that you could look for to say, hey, this person has high leptin, he could be at higher risk, let's treat him sooner. Mm-hmm. So it's really, uh, in, in our case, we really want to see this being developed as a, as a, as a biomarker. And just this past weekend, yeah. a group um, published where they looked at various biomarkers and genetic markers in populations. And, and one that they picked up was blood grouping. And we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've spoken about that mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. So, so this is very complex and it's an interplay. Mm-hmm. And something, something that is seen in one population mm-hmm. group might, not be, might yes. not, um, be equivalent in a different population group. Always lovely talking to you. Thank you so much, Professor Beatrum Fielding, virologist, a director of research and development at the University of the Western Cape. Thank you, Pomelo.